Blog Talk Radio. If it's smooth jazz, then the jazz queen is talking about it on Talking Smooth Jazz. Your place for all things smooth. I'm on the show. Artist. Nicholas Cole. Vincent Ngala. Jonathan Fritzen. And news with the smoothest show on the internet radio. Your host, the Jazz Queen.
from the Ultimate Luther Vandross disc, that was Shine. That's one of my favorites by Luther. Welcome, hello, and welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz and our birthday tribute to Luther Vandross. Tomorrow, April 20th, 2004, is Luther's birthday. He would have been 63. We're excited to have some very special guests. Kevin Owens, backup singer for Luther, has written a book called So Amazing Through the Eyes of Kevin Owens, which chronicles his 32 years on the road with Luther and Ray Goodman and Brown, and actor, voice actor, singer, and songwriter Leonard Dozier, who is starring as Luther in a play called Beautifully in Love, The Ballad of Luther Vandross, and he will... um, We'll be talking to him in just a minute. And our very special guest co-host, Leon Petrosian, the man who has dedicated his life to all things Luther. Is that about right, Leon? Oh, yeah, it is. Thanks, Terry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got to try to collect everything he's ever sung or, you know. Well, I am happy to have you back on. And Kevin and Leonard, welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much, Terry. Hello. All right. Hi. So, Kevin, meet Leonard. Leonard, meet Kevin. (laughs) Kevin, I'm delighted to meet you, buddy. (laughs) What's up, Leon? Wow. Hey, how you doing, Kevin? It's nice to finally talk to you. Yeah, (laughs) finally. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to start with Kevin because he is at a gig right now, and so he's on a on a time as it would be. As it is, so Kevin, let's start with you. Please tell us about this book. We are so excited for this book. Well, well, thank you. So am I. You know, first of all, I want to thank you for having me on here today. It's an honor, and definitely a, a, a pleasure. Always celebrating Luther, you know. And that was the that was the whole purpose behind the whole book um, and the whole idea that I'm I'm starting to push out now. And that that book was actually written to continue the legacy. Um, of of Luther because I know that a lot of people didn't have closure and as I travel Mm -hmm. the world people ask me over and over again you know what's up with with Luther how did y'all do this how did y'all do that what kind of guy was he I mean how did he treat y'all and they so they have so many questions and when he passed away I saw the industry do the typical thing which was you know jump on the opportunity Mm -hmm. and I just called it to make more industry dollars and I was insulted, and I was taken back of how they did it by not inviting any of Luther's entourage. Now, okay, forget about me, forget about Lisa, forget about everybody else, but not even to ask Nat Adley Jr. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Who is this musical yeah. director? And you have all these great people on this album, but no sign of anybody. So when I saw all of that taking, taking place, it really hit me hard. And I was in a bad place at that time, being that we had just lost him, and it, it was downloaded on me. I have a story to tell. I have a story that no one else can really tell, um, because I had the privilege of being with Luther for those 23 years that I was with him on the road. He allowed me to share his dressing room with him. So in those 23 years, you can imagine, we spent a lot of time together. So, mm-hmm. And there's some great stories up in there, some great information without putting his private life out there. I, I, I didn't do that. I just told him the great adventures that we had, the fun we had, the hard work we had, how he loved his fans so much, how he did everything he did was concentrated on pleasing the audience. All he wanted was for everybody to say, that was great, that was great. And what you saw was his effort to always give the people the best. And I wanted to help perpetuate that legacy in the aspect of giving because when our kids um, were um, are growing up, Luther rewarded them if they did good in school. That was his thing. He was all about excellence from the stage to life, period, with his nieces, nephews, and even our, our children. If, if they bought him a good report card, he would give them a job, or he would give them some money, he would, do, he would do something for them to show them that appreciation, that they worked hard. And I wanted to continue that. That's why part of the proceeds from the book and the musical that we're putting together called So Amazing, the, the um, mm. musical, which is actually the, the story as the book is playing out. We're going to play that out on, on stage with all of the characters. Um, a part of that is going into the uh, um, LV Scholarship Award. And every year we're going to have an all-star gala giving away that money to students across the nation. So that's what all of this is about. It's not just about a book and me telling a story that has the 
to perpetuate his uh, legacy in the aspect of giving. Oh, wow. Okay, mm -hmm. so I have to ask, how did you become a part of the group? Okay, well, being, um, I was living in New York. I'm now down in at Atlanta, Georgia, but I was always, you know, I was a, a born and raised in New York, and I had started to get around into the background clique around the 70s. I was with a group called Revelation, and Revelation um, was, um, Benny Diggs was the founder, and he recorded the New York Community Choir. That was mm -hmm. us back there doing all of that, and Benny was the producer of that, and I was co-producing, and that's where I met Luther doing those background sessions. He would see me, he would know I was with the group um, Revelation, and he loved that group because that group was full of great male singers. And mm -hmm. as a matter of fact, Philip Ballou was with Luther first for about two or three years, and he was from the group Revelation as well. And when Philip left Luther going into 84, 85, Luther looked back to that same group, and he saw me and he knew me, and he, and he asked me to come down and audition, and um, it was history from, from there. Uh, you know, and that's how I got into the entourage, and I was thrilled to death. <laughs> It was a great experience for me. Wow. I remember, um, you know, I'm in Las Vegas, and every time you guys came here, uh, I was at that show because Luther is my all-time favorite uh, male vocalist. I loved him. And I remember the last show that I saw, I think it was at the um, Caesars Palace, I believe, mm -hmm. um, you guys were mm -hmm. at. And the traffic getting on the strip, the traffic getting to that show was so heavy that I missed um, Gerald Levert. We missed Gerald Levert. That's how heavy yeah, the traffic was trying to get there. Yeah, and wow. we missed Gerald Levert because he opened for Luther. And yes, we walked in. That, yeah. yeah, we walked in, and he, Gerald was finishing the last song, and he was walking off stage. I was like, dang, but that's how the traffic was. But it was all good because, you know, we got the chance to see Luther, and I just enjoyed mm -hmm. that. Now, I did read an excerpt from the book where you were talking about In Vogue. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, we've also heard some stories about other artists as well touring with Luther. And I'm not going to mention any names because most of the people know who mm -hmm. they are. And I yeah. only mention In Vogue because there's an excerpt out there about that. But mm -hmm. um, a couple of years ago, we had Lisa Fisher on on a tribute show. And I asked mm -hmm. her uh, what was one of the gifts that Luther gave her because I heard that Luther was really good at giving out gifts. So mm -hmm. what was one of the gifts that you can remember Luther gave you? Well, are you talking about a gift gift or an opportunity? Because, you know, to me, the, just being with him and yeah. having the chance to use my talent that God gave me, that was a gift. Okay. Uh, that was one. That was a huge gift. But in the giving part, like I'm talking because of the heart that Luther had and how much he appreciated us, the way he treated us and the way he wanted us to feel and live being with him. It was one year that I remember in particular he, he, he uh, uh, asked us to come into this room. It was, in, it was in California somewhere, as I remember. And there were these boxes on the table and all the girls were in there. Uh, and he said, uh, Lisa, that's you. Ava, that's you. So, so that's you. And the girls went to their boxes. And when they opened them, it was the baddest fur coats <laughs> that I that I had seen. I mean, it was you know, it was like what full length, three quarter length, and each coat was the it fit the the woman that he bought it for. It's like he knew them so well. He knew Lisa was great in this, Ava would look great in this, Paulette would look great in this, and so forth and so on, and. As I was standing there, I'm seeing the girls like, oh, 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 they're kissing him and hugging him. I'm like, oh, that's great, that's great. And I'm like standing there like saying, under my breath, of course, um, hey, man, you know, what about me? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I see the girls are jumping up and down. And then he looked at me and said, K.O., I ain't forget you, man. And then he pulled out an envelope. And in that envelope, he said, open that up. In the envelope was a gift certificate to one of his favorite designers, Gianni Versace, to the tune of like thirty-five or $4,000. Wow. And he had this gift. He said, now I want you to go there, Kev. You get some bad stuff, and I want you to wear it when you come to the, to, to the, to the shows because I want to, I wanna like, show them off. I said, Luther, thank you so much. 
So that was one of the gifts that he uh, gave me. You know, just and that was one out of many. There were just so many things. Like one more thing, there was one rehearsal when we were doing the Secret Love tour, and we were in New York rehearsing. It was at at the end. We're all sitting around waiting for the cars to come. Luther says, "Kel, Kel, wait a minute, I got a special car for you." And I said, "All right." And then he rolls out this rack of clothes. Again, it's clothes, and it's a rack of everything that he feels he doesn't want or maybe at that point he just couldn't fit into, from Gianni Versace. And they had the tags on them. Mm. And I'm talking about it was a whole full rack. I had to use the whole back trunk of the car that was taking me home. It took the clothes filled it. It was amazing. And Luther was just giving like that. So that's why, you know, when he, I, I feel that love for him, I want, to, I, want, I want the people to get some of that, you know, as opposed to his music. And there's children out here that need opportunity. I want that to happen in his name and have that go from year to year because that's how you perpetuate somebody's legacy forever yeah. if you're helping people. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, I read a story um, where Luther had fell a backstage before a show and hurt his back. Did he fall? Let me think. Or maybe his back, uh, maybe his back just gave out. Maybe that's what it was. His, it was before yeah, yeah. show, and his back yeah, gave back, out or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he fell. If Luther would have fell, the world would have known yeah. that. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, no, he didn't fall. His back would go out sometime, you know, yeah. because of the weight, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's why when he started, you know, working on it, and his weight came down, everything was better. His body, the diabetes went away, you know. So, um, it was always that up and down thing. But that's that's when that happened. There were a couple of things on stage, though. I mean, a couple of us almost got hurt. Lisa fell down the steps. I, I caught her, messed up my elbows. Um, I was on stage, and one of those big chains from way up in the ceiling, you know, those the chains that are in the bags, uh, and they're the weight? Mm-hmm. I was on stage, and one went, like, it couldn't have been more than six inches missed my head. Mm. And it put a hole in the floor, so I would have been dead. And Luther was livid that day. So it was things like that. You know, we had a couple of, all that's in the book. There's a, all those close calls is what I tried to write about. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Leon or Leonard, do either of you have a question for Kevin? Leonard, I'll let you go first. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Well, I think first and foremost, Kevin, I, the book, I am actually ordering it today. I am fascinated to oh. hear um, about you, this Anna. book and your experiences, and um, you know, being a you know also being a fan of Luther's uh, for many years. Obviously, I, yeah, I know of your longtime work with him, and of course, Ray Goodman and Brown. Um, yeah. I'm curious. Um, I guess my question for you, Kevin, is um, what was um, the rehearsal process uh, like? Mm-hmm. You know, with Luther, I know that he was certainly um, very meticulous and and uh, certainly very demanding in the most professional mm-hmm. way because, as you pointed out, he loved his fans, so he wanted to give a top-notch show all the time. So what was that like um, for you? Well, for us, you know, Leonard, it, it, was, it, was, it was really grueling. Um, we would go into rehearsal two to three months before we did a tour, and, and, and the, were, the, the phases were first, it was us getting with the choreographer. And we choreographed a whole show with Lester Wilson, and who, as you know, was a very intricate choreographer. Yes. And, you know, that's why Luther picked us, because we can dance as well as Cinco. He called us singer-dancers. And, and that took a month of, uh, or more of intense, like six days a week, at least seven hours a day. Um, wow. The way your feet are hurting. And we really worked hard, trust me. We, and... and and we worked out at the same time to be in shape because the costumes that you saw us wear were like 30 and 40 pounds of weight. Those gowns mm. that the girls had on, that was weighing Absolutely. them down. They were heavy. That was real glass and gunmetal. That wasn't the, 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 the cheap glitter. That was real gunmetal and glass and cut metal. And, so, and then for the second month, we would get with the band. And then it would be dancing, stopping, with the band, dancing, stopping, and then another month, the last month, would be tech, band full, singing, dancing full, now lights, and everything else in the set. And, you know, Luther had all these intricate sets. 
it was so much stop and go for for three to four months. At at some point, we were worn out before the tour started, but that was the uh, process. It was very grueling, but at the end of it, it's like we can do everything with such ease, mm-hmm. and we can wake up in our, out of our sleep and jump into it uh, with a hundred percent, you know. And that's how hard we worked so that we wouldn't have to worry about it on those nights wow. when we were tired. Mm-hmm. And the shows were beautiful. They were absolutely beautiful. Yes. Mm. Yeah. You can mm-hmm. see all that hard work on stage. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So he what, really taught me a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Terry. What, what story, um, you share a story with us from the book, um, you know, maybe a story or maybe something that, a crazy story. Uh, just Can you kind of share something from the book? Wow. Oh, wow. There's so many. Everybody, everybody, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Crazy story. Oh, man. Uh, 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 okay. Well, okay. Something a little, a little funny. I mean, this is us getting up in the morning, um, and and we're all sitting around. You know, this is a silly one, but it's funny. It's, not, it's about Luther and I'm that. And, you know, this is when we were all on the bus. Everybody on one bus. That was at the beginning in the 80s, in the, in the 80s. And so we're all waiting to get off the bus, and we're waiting to get our keys from the road manager. And and Nat, you know, sees a police car go by. Something happened. He said, man, if there's any shooting out here, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, everybody was looking out the window, and Luther said, shoot, if there's anything going on, I'm going I'm to get out of this bus, and I'm going to run, and I'm going to hide up under this bus. And Nat, Nat Abby looked at him and said, Luther. Now you know you can't sit up under this bus, <laughs> and we <laughs> and we hollered because you know that's when Luther was on his big day, and we hollered so Luther had to laugh. Luther would laugh at himself, you know that that's the kind of guy he was. He he knew, you know, but but he kept us laughing, and we laughed so hard on the bus. That's why there's so many crazy stories. A lot of them are in the book. That's just one that just popped into my head. Um, a joke on Luther, but we had a lot of fun all the time. Wow. We laughed so much. It's crazy. Oh my goodness, Leon, did you have a question? I do. Well, not really a question, but because you actually the questions you all just asked him was something I had written down. So he answered <laughs> both the questions that I was going to ask, which is great. Um, I just wanted to let you know I do have all the revelation stuff, um, oh. and I have yeah, I just love the work that you did with them and Ray Goodman Brown. I mean, I'm a big fan of yours, Kevin. Um, I also have your CD. Well, not the CD, but I have it on my iPod, uh, your mm-hmm. album, That Time Again from 91. And I love that song that Luther guests on, You're My Everything, The Temptation mm-hmm. and the yeah. Cover. Yeah, I love that song. He was, yeah. he was that gracious to me, honest, because um, yeah. when I was um, doing my album, I had my own label. He knew I was the entrepreneur, is what he called me of the group. He knew it was anybody that was going to be business, it was me. So I had my own label, and I was starting my own project. He said, K.O., he said, I can do a duet with you. Why don't we do a duet together? I didn't believe him. You know, he was with Sony and all the red tape. Do you know that I did that duet, and Luther got rid of all the red tape with Sony and everything? I mean, it was a breeze. And he would just do so much for us. And he would say, I'll do anything for you guys to help you get in the door. But once the door's open, it's up to you to keep your foot in it to keep it open. Mm. And about him. Mm-hmm. I have that song, You're My Everything. Can you stick around long enough for us to play it? Yes, yes. I'm still here. They're, right. they're taking photographs out, outside. I'm still good. Um, All right. Well, this is the duet, You're My Everything, with um, Kevin and Luther.
Hey guys, I'm sorry. Thank you, Leon, for sending me that. I had not heard that before. Oh, yeah. And, uh, wow. Yeah. 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 Because Sony, Sony, Sony didn't let us release it as a single. That was the only clause. They said, okay, uh, Luther can do it with you, but you can't put that out as a single. It has to go out as an album cut. But we knew that the, that the DJs, as soon as they saw the, the album, they were going to pick that. You know? Mm-hmm. So that because, you know, yeah. Luther was on it, you know, so we knew all yeah. that. And so did he, so did he, so. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I was listening to it last night. I was grinning from ear to ear. I was, like, so excited, and I emailed Leon. like, thank you for sending yeah. me this song. Yeah, thank you, Very Leon. nice. Yeah, okay, very Leon's nice. Leon's on the money. Leon is on the money. I, Leon, I've been following this. My first time talking to Leon, but I've been following Leon for quite a while, and he really loves he loves a lot of artists, I can tell, and he he yeah. he, he got it. He's yeah, got everything absolutely. that people do have. <laughs> absolutely, I appreciate that. Absolutely, yeah, he I definitely, definitely appreciate that. It's great, Leon. We thank you, man. Well, we thank you. <laughs> yeah. All right, Kevin, we're not going to keep you any longer because I know you you have to go. But let, when will the book be available? 
You know what? That's what I want to tell Leon. Leon, my friend. Yeah. Leon yeah. was one of the first people to order his book, and I got to let everybody know this because oh, we had a slight glitch at the um, yeah. pressing plant, and it kind of slowed things up. But it happened after I made the announcement. After you know, yeah. after some people had ordered, and Leon was one of mm-hmm. those. So Leon, your book is in the mail right oh, now. All right. right. It's on its way to you this second. You hear me? Uh, I know it's your fact, <laughs> and yeah, I apologize. Yeah. And we have something no, that's special fine. for you. And we got something that's special fine. for you also that's an additional mailing on the way because we want to do something for those people that, that waited, and I really appreciate everyone. But it's available now. If you okay. go to uh, www.soamazingthebook.com, at that website, you can order there now, and your order will be sent immediately. Oh, I will <laughs> order mine today. I am yeah. ordering yeah. mine today. <laughs> yes, yeah, indeed. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. And you know what's going to a great cause, and you're going to see this happen. The whole idea is to bring together all the – because, like, in a, in a Luther's entourage, as you guys know, he has star acts. Sheik. Yeah. He got part of Sheik, part of Change, got power. You yeah. got part of the George Duke Band, Nan Alley. You got Ray, Ray Governor Brown, um, yeah. uh, Juicy Fruit, Tawatha A.G., and, yeah. and Tune. Come on. So <clears throat> this is the type of gala that I want to start it out with and have all of the people that were in the entourage that were in major groups, we want, to, we want to kick it off. And when it comes to that time, I'm going to bring all those people together. And it's going to be something. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. Oh, wonderful, well, wonderful. Well, I will definitely be uh, ordering the book today after the show for sure, because I definitely want to mm-hmm. read that. And I want to mm-hmm. thank you, Kevin, for giving us the time to speak with you. I know you're at a gig um, and all that, and you're right. missing out on autographs probably, so well, I don't want to hold you well, up you anymore. <laughs> but you know what, not, not really um, today, just so I'll let you guys know. I'm out in Asbury Park, Neptune, New, New Jersey, with Ray Goodman and Brown. Billy Brown is from here, and Billy Brown is being honored. Really, Ray Gibbner Brown is being honored for the 45 years, but okay. Billy Brown is from here, and he sang with the Broadways back then. He and Bruce, uh, uh, Bruce Springsteen, all them cats grew up together, Danny DeVito. So oh, wow. today is a celebration of Ray Gibbner Brown slash Billy Brown of Asbury oh. Park, and we're going to perform tonight. So that's what oh, I'm good. Okay, yeah. cool, yeah. cool. All right. Well, you have a great show tonight, and um, we definitely you. will be picking up this book for sure. Okay, thank you. And, and, and listen, Leonard, um, can I get your information? Is there any way I, I can, you can email me? I'd like to talk to you. Likewise, my brother. Likewise. I, um, I am just, I can't wait to order this book. I'm traveling today. It's funny, uh, Kevin, I live in New Jersey, um, and, and so I'm actually traveling back home this evening. And oh, I can't okay. wait to order this book. Yes, we must, must contact okay. each other. Okay, yeah. we will. We will, because I have to talk to you def- definitely. Okay? Absolutely. Sure All right. thing. All right. Thank All right. you, Kevin. Thank, Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. You're welcome. All right, Leon. I'll talk to you too, Leon. All right? All right. Thank you, Thank you man. Okay. Thanks. Bye-bye. 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 All right, that was Bye-bye. Kevin Owens. Definitely pick up that yeah. book. You can find it on www.soamazingthebook.com, and you definitely want to pick that up. All right, next we're going to be talking to Mr. Leonard Dozier, who is starring as Luther in a play that he's been working on. So welcome again, Leonard. Absolutely, Terry. This, is, this has just been a pleasure. Uh, the first, uh, I guess, half hour of this already has just been amazing. Yeah. Now, I have to start off by asking you, Leonard, are you related to the Holland Dozier, Holland, the Dozier in that? Yeah. You know, I get that all the time, and I, yeah. I, to be honest with you, I have no idea. Um, okay. But, I, but it's interesting because, you know, the Lamont Dozier, the great songwriter that he was, and that's yeah. really how I came into um, the music business, really, as a, a, with songwriting interests. So, you know, I, if we are a family, certainly I've picked up that gene. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. So now tell us about your play. Yes. Um, the, the play is titled Beautifully in Love, The Ballad of Luther Vandross. And I've been working on this play since 2006, um, Terry and Leon. And, and Leon knows you know, a little bit about this. It's been through yeah. various incarnations and drafts draft since 2006 um and for me um just a little just a little backstory here terry i um i knew luther's sister Anne very well and um luther's sister Anne, uh who passed away in 98 uh she was a theater actress in fact uh, she has a uh she was in the movie straight out of brooklyn and um 
I, the reason I actually made contact with her is that a good buddy of mine knew Luther's family really well. And I was a young, young kid who had just discovered Luther Vandross and was just fascinated with him, you know, 11, 12-year-old kid. I mean, how many 11 and 12-year-old kids do you know that, that would actually embrace somebody like Luther Vandross? So that tells you a lot about me. <laughs> you know? sure. um, yeah. But at that time, you know, and, and so I started out as a songwriter and I was writing songs for my mother, who was a singer. And, um, and I started, you know, trying to get some songs to Luther. Um, now, in, in retrospect, I don't think uh, they were very good songs. But, uh, <laughs> but the point being that um, I, I you know, made some uh, contact with um, my buddy who was, uh, again, close to Luther's family. And so he put me in touch with Luther, Luther's sister, Anne, and of course, you know, I went through all my verification, you know, um, tactics and such. And believe it or not, because of my, my concurrent interest in theater as well, Anne and I developed this relationship where it wasn't, it wasn't for me any longer about getting songs to Luther. It became a real relationship um, with Anne in which we just, we just loved theater. We mm -hmm. talked about theater. We loved theater. And I went to study at Fordham University, and before I came home for one summer break, uh, she had invited me, she invited me to see her in a production. And uh, I couldn't make it. Um, we, were, we were in final exams at the time. I couldn't make it. And uh, a couple of weeks go by, I went to make contact with her and uh, couldn't get her. A few more weeks went by, couldn't get her. And I reached out to my buddy um, to find out if he had spoken to her. And I found out that she had passed. Oh. And, um, and around that same time, Luther released the album, I Know. And I remember him going through a period then where he, he was really in a lot of pain at that time, just, you know, me being the avid Luther fan that I was. I mean, he talked about the recent death of his sister. And that was real for me because I had this relationship with Anne. Um, so I also felt that pain. So in getting back to the play, the play is, is certainly about my, um, you know, my, my story and my, my reasoning um, behind the story. Um, that is not only Luther Vandross's, but it's also an homage to uh, Anne um, in many ways. And the reason I chose to make it a stage play is, is somewhat in part because of Anne's love for theater. So it's both an homage to, to Luther and his sister Anne. Okay. And when will the play happen? The play is finally, and it's funny because next year is the 10th year anniversary of Luther's death. Um, I think next July 5th, actually, will be 10 years that, uh, since Luther passed, and uh, I'm going to be launching it next July, um, the, you know, culminating with the 10-year you know, anniversary of his death. And it's been a long battle to, um, to, to you know, really get the project into fruition. You know, I, I, uh, because the other thing, too, Terry and Leon, is that I, I would only do this play with the blessings of the family, yeah, yeah. with mm -hmm. the blessings of people like Kevin um, I, I talked to Max Zadak at length. Max Zadak was Luther's longtime personal assistant. Uh, so Max and I have had several conversations. So I would, I, for me, I, I, I was not going to do this play without the blessing of family, entourage, people that were close to Luther. And my, my whole thought was, uh, if, if I can't get the blessings of the family, it's not worth doing. If I can't get the blessings yeah. of friends and, and supporters over the years and, and colleagues over the years, then I, it's not worth doing it. And I had the, I had the family, um, uh, on, on the phone via conference call a couple years ago, and I said to him, listen, um, I want you guys to approve this project. I want you guys to be very involved. I don't care if it takes 20 years to do. Um, I'm in this for the long haul because I think Luther's legacy is that important. And, yeah. uh, and the play really is, um, like, as I said, it's taken on various incarnations throughout the years. But the play, the reason I call it Beautifully in Love, the ballad of Luther Vandross, is, of course, we know, we know that Luther was known for his ballads. Um, though he could definitely oh, yeah. rock out on an up-tempo song as well. We, we all know that. Um, mm -hmm. But beautifully in love because Luther had, as Kevin pointed out, he had this love affair with music mm -hmm. that also resulted in a great love affair with his audience. Yeah. And to mm -hmm. see the relationship between the love he had with and for his music and to see how that related to the music he gave us because I, you know, I always say Luther was, was our minister of love. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was our minister of love. And I think that's what I'm trying to chronicle uh, in the play. And, and, and also too, you know, I had a conversation with Max Zadak last, uh, last year and we talked about, and this is, this isn't talked about as much. And, and Kevin, I think would certainly be able to, uh, to shed light on this. 
Um, Luther went through a lot of battles that I think stemmed from, uh, I think there was, there was, you know, certainly the industry. Luther had this battle within, within the industry for many years to try to get to the pop charts. I mean, he had been an R&B superstar for many years. And, you know, Max, you know, and I, and I talked about that struggle, you know, and, and we, we all know that Luther had the voice, he had the skills, he had the production chops, he had the songwriting chops. And it wasn't until here and now that he had, you know, his first pop, you know, his, his first pop hit, you know, that, 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 you know, hit the top 10 charts. So that was a real struggle. And so Max and I talked about, you know, Luther's, you know, how he was perceived within the industry. Was racism oftentimes a factor? Um, you know, and, and, and this was something that, that Max pointed out to me. And I said, wow, you know, that's, that's Max, that's something to think about. And um, because he had this battle um, up until the late 80s, and that's, of course, when Luther was able to cross over um, to, to mainstream audiences. Prior to that, he was pretty much just uh, known to the black community. Um, and so, you know, that's something, you know, these are the kinds of things that I talk about and explore in this play. Okay. Now, what period of Luther's life will the play be about? Yes, very good question. Um, if we're talking about the 80s and the, the 90s up until the early 2000. Now, in 2000, 2001, of course, he signed with Jay, and he did his last two projects, um, Luther Vandross and The Dance with My Father under Jay. So it doesn't really explore, um, you know, the new millennium um, okay. Luther. So it's, it's largely the 80s and then a good half of the 90s, because I think that's really, um, I, I think really that's, that's the period of, of Luther's career that had the, the most ups and even downs, you know, as it related to his struggle with the industry. And, and I remember Luther talking about the Songs Project, how that came into fruition. And, um, you know, and really what, what Luther wanted more than anything is, you know, Luther... I don't think his audiences understand that he really wanted to be known as a singer. He wanted to be known as a universally accepted singer in the way that Sinatra mm-hmm. was, in the way that mm-hmm. Nat King Cole was. He didn't want to just be uh, classified as a, you know, as a, as an R&B singer. Um, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? He, he just, he just yeah. didn't want to have those type of labels. He really wanted to be a Sinatra. He, he wanted to be seen as a Nat King Cole, universally accepted as one of the preeminent singers of all time. Oh and, my gosh. Uh, he was. Yeah, uh, and he was. Yeah. I mean, yeah. undoubtedly. I mean, you yeah. can't deny that. Yeah. And, and again, this is some of the. This is some of which I chronicle in the play. Okay, cool. And now, and you're doing all of the singing. Yes, and and I'll tell you, um, when I first, you know, when I first began the research for this project, which, which took about a year. Now, a lot of research I, I had done over the years, being a Luther fan. Um, anybody attempting to play Luther Vandross has to be a little nuts. Um, because, <laughs> because it's it's daunting. I mean, it's, it's absolutely yeah. insane to think that you can yeah. um, play Luther Vandross and at least sing. Because it, it, listen, if you're going to portray Luther Vandross, you have to be convincing vocally. Yeah. And yeah. I, it, I, I'm Terry and Leon. I, I really went through a phase, and I said, you know, man, it, it, what am I doing? <laughs> you know. <laughs> but here's something to think about. I, you know, of course, me. I'm also a singer, and. Um, you know, I've spent many years in the business, and um, in fact, I, I had a couple of record deals in the past, and I would always have A&Rs and people in the business and people that saw me perform um, that compared me vocally to Luther, um, particularly tonally. Um, okay. And I think the other thing, too, is with, with anybody who's attempting to, because here's the thing, we hear a lot of people sing Luther songs, and there we hear performances that are whether it's on American Idol or The Voice or any of these shows, I mean, people do some riveting performances of his work in some cases. Um, the one thing I know about Luther, though, is um, the one thing you have to understand about Luther as a singer is his tone, his intonation. Yeah. It yeah. was second to none. And that's, so for me, um, that's the thing that I can hear within my own music and voice that is somewhat similar. And it, you know, because really my voice, um, Terry and Leon, is really a hybrid between Luther's and, and somebody like Will Downing's. Um, okay. Um, yeah. So for me, um, because of there, because there's that hybrid effect, um, and I and I've done some recordings of Luther in which I've I've you know fooled some people literally, um, and so with that kind of stuff behind me, I finally you know finished my first draft. You know, I, I did some some pre-production recordings of songs like "So Amazing" and "Dance with My Father." And, 
and you know, I played it for some people, you know, some some industry people, and said, yeah, yeah, we think tonally, yeah, and and it's funny, I'm actually working on a new a new single right now, and I was just in the studio, and the engineer, you know, it was my first time working with this particular engineer, and he said to me, he said, man, you you remind me a lot of Luther Vandross, um, and I mean, I'd never worked with him before, so this was his first time, you know, hearing me, you know, perform and, and hearing me sing and, and work in his studio, and he was just like, wow, you remind me a lot of of Luther, so with that kind of background, you know, guys, it. it that kind of gave me the confidence that, you know, I think it's possible. Now, no one, no one can be Luther Vandross, but mm-hmm. I think that I can, I can, I certainly feel very convinced that, um, you know, I have what it takes, I think, vocally to, to really give off his, his essence, if you will. Okay. Um, where would the play be? Yes, that's, that's, the, that's the golden question. I've been in talks okay. with the Apollo, who has expressed some interest. Um, now, I live in Jersey, so there's, there's been some thoughts um, from my standpoint about debuting in Jersey, but um, there is something with, for me about New York and Philadelphia. And I've also been in talks with some people about, you know, starting it, uh, debuting it at least off Broadway. So there is no definitive place as of yet. Um, But I have quite a few options, whether it's New York, whether it's Philadelphia or whether it's New Jersey. Um, My, my guess guys is that it's probably going to be New York. Um, and uh, because at least that's what my sites are set on at this point. Okay. So now, uh, Leon, do you have any questions? Um, well, you actually just <laughs> asked him one that I was going to ask. So that, oh, that sorry. Worked out. No, no, <laughs> okay. no, no, that's fine. No, that's fine to <laughs> answer my question. But uh, I guess there's one, I guess, for everyone to maybe discuss. It's, do you think the reason, Leonard, that just like you said, it's hard to, to imitate Luther or to, or to, you know, you know, his tone, and do you think that's why there hasn't been any movies done about his life, you know, about, you know, his career in music and his mm-hmm. life? Because you always see, yeah. movies, like, see a movie about Michael Jackson or the Temptations. Absolutely. Like, you know, absolutely. And, and I actually I have, have, bad, I have bad respect for the actor Leon that did those roles, like with Little Richard. And, oh, yeah. And, oh, I mean, he, he was just amazing in some of those movies. Or, or as David Ruffin, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so... Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, do you think yeah, I mean, I, I guess, heaven? Well, yeah, I mean, Leon, I guess to answer your question, I think that yeah. um, uh, Luther, um, he's certainly hard to, to imitate vocally. That's one thing. Yeah. I also think, too, and I've said this on uh, some interviews I did some, you know, a few years ago, that I think that uh, Luther's life also is very tough to dramatize. Yeah. Because one thing that we know, you know, if you look at people like Ray Charles or even James Brown, who has a new movie coming out about his life, um, Luther did not have a lot of drama in his life. He sure did. He, he, yeah. He, you know, he, he stayed away from drugs. He was clean cut. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's no drama to talk about. You know, yeah. there's right. no drama to talk about. So he, he's very difficult to dramatize. What are you? Yeah. What, I mean, what are you going to tell? You know, what are you going to say about him? You know yeah. what I mean? And and <laughs> so he, <laughs> you know, other than yeah. the fact that. Um, I, you, the one thing that I think, um, and, and I hope that your listeners, um, if there's anything I, I want them to take away from t- you know, today in, in this tribute to Luther, is that Luther is someone who truly made his dreams come true. I mean, think about this. He was a guy, there was, there was a guy who, as a kid, was just enthralled with people like Aretha Franklin, Dionne Warwick, uh, mm-hmm. Sissy Houston, Houston. These were people that, that influenced him musically early on and that kind of lit his musical fire, um, so to speak. And think about this. He got to produce and work with all of these people later on in his mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many people actually get to say, okay, um, these, yeah. are, these are people who are going to inspire me. And not only are they going to inspire me, but I'm going to have the kind of career, the kind of career in which I work with these people. Um, that's fascinating. That's fascinating stuff. Um, <clears throat> Okay, so now I mentioned earlier that Leonard is a voiceover actor, and I can definitely see why. You have a great voice. Thank you. He does a good Obama. You, you, you know what? I pulled that clip. I'm going to yeah, play that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he really does. <laughs> yes, he does. It's amazing. And the video is on YouTube. If you just look, uh, search for Leonard Dozier, D-O-Z-I-E-R, he is playing um, Obama, and yeah. this is him. <laughs> this is Leonard as President Obama. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so I'm uh, sitting here in the Oval Office. Uh, Michelle just brought me the poster 
uh, for a new film called Turning Point. Uh, it looks fantastic. Uh, some of my very uh, favorite actors, uh, Ernie Hudson. Uh, Ernie Hudson was the one of the original Ghostbusters. Uh, Todd Bridges, uh, we all know him as Willis in different strokes. Uh, what you talking about, Willis? <laughs> and uh, you know, Senda Williams, still beautiful. Uh, she was in the film No Better Blues with uh, one of my other favorite actors, Denzel Washington. Uh, so this looks like a fantastic film, and, and uh, Michelle and I just want to congratulate me, Talalawi, and Hexcentric Films uh, for this achievement and uh, for their uh, London premiere uh, on December 12th. Uh, me, actually, uh, Michelle and I were planning to uh, surprise you. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Air Force One is grounded, so it's more like uh, Army One right now. <laughs> but uh, we want to extend our well wishes to you and the cast and crew and all involved with the production. And it, it's interesting, me, that as I look at this uh, poster, uh, a film called Turning Point, uh, I experienced a turning point in my life in 2004, you know, as you're well aware of the 2004 Democratic National uh, Convention it was my, my turning point. And uh, with four more years in office, uh, this nation, uh, the United States faces a turning point. So uh, turning points are quite familiar to me. So uh, with that being said, me, it's a fantastic achievement. And uh, I want to wish you well. I look forward to seeing the film. I, I'm hoping to get to the States uh, pretty soon. I'm hoping to get the Air Force One back, uh, back in the air. Um, but uh, me, always remember something very important. And I want you to smile right now and repeat after me. I am somebody. I am somebody. Nee, thank you. And uh, best wishes to you, buddy. Hilarious. I mean, you are oh, on point with that. My name is Leonard Dozier. I enjoyed that. Doing is that is hilarious. Play Dollar Range and the like upcoming him. film Turning Point. <laughs> and uh, hopefully you guys will enjoy uh, the welcome here. It's a great film. And um, yeah, I think it's set up a great thing. So enjoy the premiere. And see you soon. That is hilarious. That oh, is wow. hilarious. You, you, oh, you, my you surprised me today, Terry. You're <laughs> <laughs> so on hey, point with that. Hey, we need to get him on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> that was so good. That was so good. All right. Mike, you have a question? Mike? Uh, yes, I, I had one question. Uh, first of all, I want to say I apologize for my tardiness and everything, but uh, uh, how are you guys doing today? Doing good, Mike. Good, how you good, doing, Mike? How are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. I just had a question. I guess both of you guys can answer this. Uh, in the year that Luther has been gone, there has been, in my opinion, a, a decline in the musical, um, how, how can I say, the music has just gone down since a guy like Luther and guys like Gerald, All- Gerald Levert has been gone as well. But you know, Luther, in my opinion, was one of the last really balladeers to really be about just singing, you know, ballads. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a, a, a lot of guys now that haven't really replaced that void. So do you feel that Luther... His legacy now will be kind of cemented because there's nobody after him that came after that. Because I mean, right now we have no, the music has gone down right now. You know, I mean, you know, the music as far as plus as far as male singers singing ballads. You know, Luther was the man back then and now that you know was the only real guy that was a true you know ballad singer. So how do you guys feel about his legacy as far as that? And what do you guys think about the music? after he has passed, as far as male singers and ballads go. Leon, I'll let you go uh, first, you know, for sure. Um, Wow, that's tough, yeah. Uh, It it does seem that way, Um, but it seems like that the music industry is trying to push some more of the the Luther-type singers, because I noticed, like, there's one guy um, that, that I've, well, that, some people have showed me his name's Abraham McDonald, and it looked like they were trying yeah. to get him to be another Luther. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it just seems like they're trying to get that back in. I don't know, you know, how successful that's going to be. You know, you had Ruben Studdard, um, you know. I, yeah, so it's that's a good question. I, I really don't know <laughs> other than that. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I, Mike, I think that's a great question. I think yeah. that um, 
I think part of the reason, too, is that the music industry has changed so much. Um, mm-hmm. The target audience has changed. I mean, now they're appealing to kids, you know, the, 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 you know, the 16 to 25, 26 demographic is the predominant demographic now in music. So that changes the landscape, certainly. Um, so any type of, and I, you know, any type of adult contemporary singer in the R&B world is pushed to the back burner. Think of somebody like, you know, Jaheem, who has a fantastic voice. Um, yeah. um, now his stuff is a little more edgy, a little more urban, but that being said, he's still, you know, think of somebody like Brian McKnight, um, who, you know, 10 years ago, Brian was, you know, he was a top, top tier R&B pop singer and he's now pushed to the back burner. Um, to the point where, you know, I mean, you know, he's actually, I think he went through a little bit of controversy last year with this, with the, you know, sex rated yeah, song that he put right. out. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he's, he's had to go that route to try to be commercial. And I think the only person we really have today that is still, I think, trying to, um, to, to really fight that cause, uh, if you will, is somebody like Will Downing, who is, um, you know, is still out there and, um, but Will Downing never got, um, you know, the, the, the notoriety that Luther did. So he's still in some circles, uh, you know, unbeknownst. Um, yeah, but yet he's been you know compared that, to Luther. Yeah. But he's been compared to Luther, absolutely. Yeah. And But he's, yeah. he just hasn't had the um, the widespread appeal. I think it's very tough, and I, I, and I, I totally agree with you, Mike. I think music has um, disintegrated. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's, um, it's really become in fear in a lot of ways, and I think, you know, it, and it's unfortunate because, you know, um, I, I can't tell you guys how much I miss Luther. Yeah, I miss it. You oh, know, I was, yeah, yeah. as a kid. I mean, yeah. even as a kid okay. growing up, I, I, I bought every album or my, my family members would buy me Luther albums or, and, and, and I always look forward to Luther's music coming out and, uh, Same here. you know, yeah, you know what I mean? And, and over the last 10 years, we haven't had that. And I, you know, I thought yeah. about this one day real quick. I, I just think that if Luther were still around today, I think he'd still be selling platinum. And double oh platinum. yeah, even oh, with all even, even with all the piracy that's going on and how the music industry has changed with downloading yeah. music, I still think Luther would be um, selling platinum and double platinum even today. Yeah. Okay, we have less. We have about a minute and a half to go. Um, Leonard, uh, you have a new CD coming out called Soul of a Pisces. Yeah, actually. Um, okay. Actually, the first single from it will be out. Uh, the first couple of weeks of May, it's called You Are a Star. It's actually very Luther-esque, actually, believe it or not, um, <laughs> and, it, and, it's, uh, and, and it's composition. So it, it, I think it's something uh, that, that you guys will enjoy. Okay. When the CD is released, please let me know. I want to have you back on because there's so much more about Leonard Dozier that you guys don't know that we did not get into today. Um, so definitely let me know um, when sure. they're released, and we'll have you back on. All right. I got to run. We got less than 40 seconds. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the, our birthday tribute to Luther. Thank you, Leonard. Um, thanks to Kevin um, Owens. His book is called um, So Amazing, the, the Chronicle, the um, let me get that right, so I'll have that right. So Amazing Through the Eyes of Kevin Owens. You can find that on SoAmazingTheBook.com. Leonard's website is LeonardDozier.com, D-O-Z-I-E-R. Thanks, Leon. Oh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> All right, you've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz with your host, the Jazz Queen. And Mike Reynolds. And we look forward to Talking Smooth Jazz with you again next time. Until then, keep it smooth. Have a great day, everyone. All right, you too. Thanks, Terry. Thanks, Bye-bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. Please visit our website, TalkingSmoothJazz.com and Mastermind-Entertainment.com. Join our Facebook fan and group pages and follow us on Twitter at Jazz underscore Queen and The Daily Grind. That's T-H-A Daily Grind.